On today's episode of the Great Lakes Gridiron Podcast, we're going to go ahead and talk about a few of the MAC bowl games that are coming up this week, but we're also going to touch on the FCS playoffs, that Army-Navy game, and a bunch of other stuff. The bulk of this episode is actually a wrap-up of how we feel about these teams for the season. Some of them are winners, some of them are losers. We disagree about stuff. It's a podcast. What'd you expect? All that and more on today's episode. But first, Freelancer. Welcome to the Great Lakes Gridiron Podcast. As always, you have me and the squad is together again, Benji and Connor. You know, Pistons still haven't won a game since we last recorded, but how are we doing today, guys? Um, doing good. The Pistons looks like they were up three points a little bit ago, but now it's 47 to 43, Pacers. Uh, 50 to 43, actually. Oh, really? I'm behind. <laughs> we got those Halliburton turnovers, and no one can take that away yeah. from us. Yeah. You know what? Victories. You know what? Hang a banner. L- L- Lions fans... Tough game yesterday. Uh, quit, quit uh, crying. Hang in there. We're nine and four. We'll cry. We'll 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 chat more if we're nine and eight. But we're fine. Everybody needs to relax. So. Yeah, uh, Arthur Smith pulled a uh, Dan Campbell with clock management, and uh, I want him gone. I've said yeah, that before. Yeah, but... it seems like he he's pretty much not going to be. Nope, the, no, he is. The The ownership already said he's coming back next year. Well, they say that all the time, and then Black Monday comes. and Well, I don't know what's worse, him or the plague. But I mean, anyways. Look, Len- Linden had a great game. You got to at least be happy about that. It is Drake London. Okay? It is not Linden. It is Drake rather, London. Who would you rather have, him or Bobby Petrino? Man. Easy, easy question. <laughs> it's Man. Bobby Petrino. I was going to say... From a from a morality perspective, probably still Bobby Petrino. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's like I hate Arthur Smith, man. I could literally go thirty minutes on why he's the worst head coach in the league, but that's not what this podcast is about. And unfortunately, it's not about the Pistons either. But we'll have an episode about it in February when they're at forty straight losses about uh, um, how bad they are. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I I. I... Just kind of don't know where where to even begin with the Pistons. So, Connor, you want to say anything about them? Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to January 10th. That's when we play the Spurs. So <laughs> that might ball. be a win. We're gonna get blown out, and Wemby's gonna put up a 50 burger. Oh my! You heard it here first. Shoot! If Duran's still out, then yeah, that could actually happen. No, the Pistons actually have a chance in December. They're, they have uh, two games against the Hawks on the road, and then mm-hmm. they host the Jazz. That's probably your the best thing chance this to losing, win. This thing with this losing streak is it's been so long. It's just a cloud holding over their heads, and it's going to be even harder to win the farther we go into this. In the, in the words of Luke, they don't want to win. They don't want to win. They don't I, think, I think they actually do want to win, which is the worst part. I don't think they want to win. I don't. But you know who tried to win this weekend, guys? Army and Navy. That game oh, was awesome. What a beautiful game. It was. So, you know, not much on the field action happened over the weekend outside the FCS playoff games and Army versus Navy. 
but a lot of off the field stuff happened. Transfers, awards, you know, shout out to Miami of Ohio's kicker, uh, Graham Nicholson for winning the Lou Groza best kicker in the league you know for this episode we're going to do it in two parts we're going to start with the recap of the season and dive deeper into the bowl games that are happening on saturday the two the two games and then we're going to go into talk about transfers that have happened within the conference most important ones where we think they'll go etc and just a lot of other things you know lots of lots of stuff to talk about today guys but first you know let's let's talk about the stuff that's happened since we last recorded uh you know i think Jaden daniels i, I think he deserved the Heisman. I think he did. Um, uh-huh. it, 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 he, he was the best player. He was the best college football player. He was. I thought, I thought Penix de- deserved it. I think I think Jade Daniels' stats were a little bit inflated through a, a handful of games He where he just went off. But I I don't know. It was just like there's nothing that – Drew Jermaine to this year's Heisman ceremony. None of those guys really outside of Penix, but even them, just nobody that really like wasn't compelling. That felt like. Am I wrong? I think you're actually right on that. I mean, Daniels was always it for me. Uh, he has been yeah. for a few weeks, regardless of the Penix Knicks game. Yeah, and how great that really was. I just always felt like it was Daniels. I don't really care about, oh, you padded stats. You weren't an amazing team. I, I really don't. His stats are insane. They're yeah. ridiculous. That's like playing video game, but better, honestly. So I'm think, all over him getting it. I do think the Heisman has a problem going back to the Duncan Sue year where they don't give it to the best player. Well, it's not, it's supposed, more, to be, it's not supposed to be the best player. It's supposed to be the best like season. So it's yeah. it's, a, it's a combination of best season and best player. Because, I mean, if you're going to give it to the best player, then Caleb Williams should have won it again. Because he's going to go number one overall. He's the best no, player. No, I wouldn't say he was the best player in college football this year. Well, no, again, not this year. But you're saying – I'm saying best player. The best overall player this year is – I mean, best player is Caleb Williams. He's going to go number wise, one That overall. doesn't matter. Yeah, yes. yeah talent-wise. That's what but I was it's trying like, to say. It's like best, best – most outstanding player – so best season, basically, and that was Jaden Daniels. I mean, that was that was yeah. Jaden Daniels, and, and yeah, without a doubt, to me. Yeah, what, and I thought I thought Florida State's quarterback should have gotten at least Jordan him, Travis. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, because technically he was the most valuable to his team, right? Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I mean, yeah, they didn't get invited to the Heisman, didn't get invited to the playoffs. So, um, yeah. uh, I will say, kind of, I'm glad you mentioned the Bo Nix, Michael Penix thing because. I don't know if people realize this, but going into that game, Bo Nix was the favorite. Michael Penix was two. And I think Bo Nix was like plus 110. Michael Penix was like plus 250. And then Jaden Daniels was like plus 800. And then after that Pac-12 championship game, Jaden Daniels was minus 1400 because neither of them had a good enough game in the conference game to like win the Heisman. (laughs) Yeah. Bo Nix, I think... I remember going back to the summer when there was the Bo Nose uh, banner in Times Square. I, I I was like, there's no way he gets the Heisman Trophy ceremony. I'm sh- kind of shocked he did, but still. But he just kind of like, they had such a good year. And for them to, to lose like that again to Washington and not make the playoff. And the fact that playing Liberty in a bowl game is just for. That has to be such a disappointment. Which Liberty is going to win. So, we all know that, right? Yeah, of course so. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, like I said, right guy won the Heisman, you know, army Navy, that game was a lot of fun. Uh, if, if you guys got to watch it, that last, uh, fourth quarter was great. Let's just did say you, that. Did you guys watch the 30 for 30? We got some good Mac highlights in there. Oh, with Randy Moss. Yeah. Yeah. That they, was, they awesome showed, they showed, 30. they showed the Mac championship against Toledo. Yeah. Uh, when it was, would be on site or on, um, on campus. Yeah. Yeah, just did, awesome. Did you see the uh, highlight of his first ever mossing someone? Yep. Though against yeah. Ball State. <laughs> I mean, just oh, man. it's just it's just funny to just see the highlights of Randy Moss and just see the other like the size of the other people and how like not as athletic as as he was. You know, it's just you could tell you couldn't stop him. Yeah, he was he was. Uh, I I can't remember what actually happened, but I think he went to Notre Dame and then got kicked out, and then tried to go to Florida State, or it was vice versa, and he couldn't get in there either. It's a there's a thirty or thirty on him called Rand University. That's just great. Yeah. Um. Any other? You know, I didn't see much of the other awards. Did outside the Lou Groza? Any surprises? Yeah, there was there was one for me. Uh, God, no one cares about this award, but it's the Outland Trophy. So interior. Oh, that's alignment. the best one. That's yeah, the best I one. I would have given this to Joe Alt of Notre Dame. Yeah, uh, he was yeah. my pick for it. He's going to be a good NFL player too. Yep. So definitely keep an eye on that name if you're a team that needs a good guard because it's going to be team. him. You think um, he's gar- a guard and not a tackle? I think he's a guard in the NFL yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. kind of think so too. Uh, the other interesting one was with Thorpe, and I think it's just me trying to reframe my mindset of what the Thorpe Award is supposed to DB. be. DB, right? It's DB, right? Yeah, and Trey Taylor got it. And when I look at his stat line, I'm kind of like, I'm looking for more of a hybrid since he's a safety, but also he's playing all over the pace. So I just need to remember it's it's DBs. It's, yeah. Just get used to it. Last year, the TCU guy won it. Over David Witherspoon, which is outrageous, was outrageous. Yeah, that was crazy, and and yeah. with Taylor's case, three interceptions, not much going when it comes to the tackling stuff. So it is what it is. I don't know yeah. who I would have given that one to. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Kool Aid, maybe I don't know. I'm trying oh, to think, I, I will say King. though. Yeah. yeah, on the defensive side, Payne Wilson deserved it. Uh, his tackle numbers are insane. So yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, I only can remember that one because of Desmond King. It just, for some reason, that always sticks out. I've uh, I've played way too much NCAA. I just yeah. know. Yes, oh, yeah. that's how I that's how I know all these trophies and all the rivalry game trophies. And so, uh, shout to Tory Tory Taylor finally getting that Ray guy as he deserved it. So. so this week, guys, we have two bowl games on Saturday. You know, we're gonna kick it off, kick off these previews with the game that's going to kick off all the bowl games and that's the Myrtle Beach Bowl in Conway, South Carolina. You know, we talked briefly about this, you know, last time we recorded it's Ohio versus Georgia Southern. Uh, you know, but let's dive more into this. You know, what do we expect? Predictions? You know, is it going to be entertaining? What can these teams build on? You know, what can Ohio build on this bowl game? I mean, first, you know, not to spoil the later bit, but, you know, work transferred. So he or he's in the transfer portal. So, you know, they're going to have a new quarterback next year. So what do we expect with that? What do you guys think about this game? I'll be honest. I'm excited for these. 
But I also look at the matchups and I'm like, why aren't we doing a G5 playoff? <laughs> That's what like, it feels like. I, I and I I'm I'm fully on the G5 playoff. I think it just this is more off season, might be more off season stuff, but it prevents having open season on our rosters like that's happened over the past week. And it's just fun, like getting into those FCF schemes and just thinking about like, like Georgia Southern at Ohio. Imagine if that was in Athens, like that would be an awesome matchup. That would be, but I, I think, I think Ohio will come out ready to play and It'd be interesting to see if work actually plays. I doubt he does, though. I doubt he does, and Ohio has a myriad of transfers, right? So they're going to lose a lot of guys on offense. Uh, Their offense wasn't exactly insane to end the year either. So we're hoping that the Ohio defense plays like they did throughout the whole season because they were one of the best scoring defenses in the country. I'm not seeing it, though. Uh, They're losing a lot all over the place, and we are going to talk about that later, but I'm starting yeah. to lean towards that Georgia Southern minus three and a half as a pick for this. Well, they have lost four straight yep. end the year. Sure I think have. they have USC's coach. <laughs> they have Clay Helton. Clay Helton, yeah. Uh, but they don't run the option anymore. No, they don't. Which it sucks. The Ford passed ruined football. Yeah, so. it did. I mean, we saw how entertaining that Navy-Army game was, right? Yep. So, like, I, I don't think anyone would change that Army-Navy game. Yeah. I, now, I, did, I, I did see that the Chiefs had, like, their players, they did it. Their social media did this thing where, like, they asked their players coming in after practice, who do you think should be in the college football playoff? And Jarek McKinnon goes, Georgia Southern. <laughs> Good choice. Yeah. I love it. Love the loyalty. Yes. Um, yeah, Connor, you, you brought it up. Three and a half point underdog for our boys in Athens. Um, yeah, I, it, it's, it's tough to take that three and a half when you don't have your starting quarterback, right? Um, and like you said, we're going to talk about it here soon, but they have a slew, uh, slew of players that are not going to, you know, that are in the transfer portal that might not play. Um, I don't know how many players for Georgia Southern are transferring, if any. Um, I just know, I don't know. I just, I, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun time for Ohio. They're going to get away from the Midwest winners. You know, they're going to be right on the beach. Well, not really right on the beach. Conway's about 30 minutes, but they're still going to be – they're, they're going to have a good time, you know, happy for them to make this bowl game. And just for the sake of us being a Mac podcast, I'm going to take them in the points. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. And I – so we'll get to this later, but they're down their quarterback, their top two running backs, and top wide receiver. I'm expecting a big game from Wheelis. If that's even how you say his name, I don't think I've it's learned Wheelis, how to say yeah. it. Yeah. I had to look that up too, yeah. He's gonna be. He's gonna. He's gonna make an NFL roster next year, though. Patriots. That does. <laughs> uh, on the Georgia Southern side with the transfer portal, uh, they have nothing that's going to affect them for this game. So they are losing a quarterback. It's not the one who's playing. Go figure. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well. So. Yep. I'm Start. still taking up three and a half points. I'm yep. still taking the for Ohio. I'm and still. I'll be going minus three and a half Georgia State and probably the under forty eight and a half because Georgia Southern. Ohio, I'm going Ohio back to back ten win seasons. So. Oh. That that would be a mess. You know, for them not making the uh, MAC championship Ugh. game, it's probably a good consolation for them to get ten wins. That so. I'd be so mad. <clears throat> That has to right. be so frustrating. If CMU had 10 wins and we didn't make the MAC championship game, I'd be sad. 
We were at well, nine, and well, I was mad. I'll take that back. I'll be happy because at least we made a bowl game. But anyways, uh, the second, oh, the, second <laughs> the second bowl game for the conference is the Avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl in Orlando. You know, this is the marquee matchup that I want to watch this weekend. It's you know, you got App State versus Miami of Ohio. Let's go Red Hawks, get that twelfth win of the season, which by the way is a phenomenal season if you can get twelve wins. Um, <clears throat> predictions, what do you guys think? This is gonna be an awesome game. Just Straight up, I cannot wait for this. Um, App State, you know, I don't care. I'm never going to underestimate them. I wonder why. No reason why, but it, they're, they've are they been just a powerhouse. They're a powerhouse FCS program. Beat Michigan, beat, have beat Texas A&M, have won a bunch of Power 5 games. 8-5 eight and, eight and five this year, so had a kind of a... a a good year, but not what I guess not what they have been the last couple of years. Um, not what their expectations are. Yeah, uh, they did almost beat North Carolina again. Uh, but you know they've won. It looks like they won five out of the last six. So coming had a good year. Beat JMU. So, but I also think Miami. It just the. the Something's going on there. Just their their culture is just like they're a wagon, and I'm I'm gonna take the points them with them as well. Yeah, they're an underdog going to this game. I think I saw it was what five and a half. They're down. It's five and a half right now. Yeah, uh, that's ridiculous. That's absolutely Connor. I'm let you go. Sorry. I yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a mortgage on the house I don't own with this one because yeah, five and a half is ridiculous. App State is losing a good amount of players. A couple of them are pretty big impact, but you know, no quarterbacks or anything crazy like that. Um, this is a crazy defense for Miami. That's all going to be playing this game. I, I can't help but kind of get excited about the opportunity to make some money here yeah. and see a Mac team win a pretty cool bowl game. Yeah. Uh, anyone, anyone want to do the avocados from Mexico? Like. Shine or whatever those commercials from Mexico. (laughs) Is is Avion Smith's playing? That's what I'm curious because I feel like he could be a candidate to actually play. Well, not to spoil the transfer stuff, but based on his transfer things and the the offers he's getting, he probably should play. Yeah, I would I would think he might actually play. This is gonna sound bad. Well, we'll talk about it later. Um, but. And Benji, when you did the avocados from Mexico, it sounded like the We Cola commercial. <laughs> um, but so, you know, Miami doesn't have much to build on for next year because, you know, they're, they're, they're the kings. They're the kings of the Mac, and they are loaded. And they're going to be loaded next year. You know, and Benji, you said they're a wagon. They're a wagon for sure. Uh, it's going to be a very entertaining game. And, I, you know, I know App State didn't win their conference this year. But when you look at App State, you think they're the best in the Sun Belt, right? Like, like when you yes. list Sun Belt teams, it's App State's one. That's the best program. Yep. Maybe not this year, but it's the best program in the Sun Belt. And so for Miami of Ohio, for our, for our best program right now, to go against the best program from the Sun Belt, got to win this. Win this, set the tone, show them that we're better than the Sun Belt. And, uh, you know, guys, I forgot to mention that. We gotta hold our crown of the of the bowl championship. We gotta repeat that. Man, gotta... I wish we could. There's no chance. This is Sunbelt here. Ah, uh, well, yeah, because Eastern got the short end of the straw on theirs, but we'll uh talk about that one next week. So 
that's it for the uh I mean that's that's pretty much it for the two bowl yeah. games. I mean uh, uh, I'm just looking at the rest of the bowl games. Uh there's always a New Mexico team in the New Mexico Bowl for some reason. And they're always playing Fresno State. That just <laughs> that's that's always that bowl game. Uh probably won't watch that one, I'll be honest. Um and then the Starco Brands LA Bowl in Inglewood. I that must be the first year for that. UCLA at Boise. That's kind of a that's fun a good matchup. Yeah. Um I, I don't know who UCLA is going to start. Um, probably Ethan Garbers, maybe Collinsley. We'll see. Um, then we got the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl in Shreveport. Uh, Cal at Texas Tech. So pretty disappointing year for the Red Raiders. Uh, they were kind of projected to really take a step, and I don't think they really did this year. So I'm going to, you know, after this last weekend, Really, where we got to Saturday, Saturday morning, and I was like, "Wow, there's, there's no, not really any college football on outside of a couple games. This kind of sucks." Um, so I'm glad we'll we'll actually have a bunch of games in NFL. So yeah, and NFL, it's uh, it's the divorce Saturday, right? Yeah, you're supposed to be out Christmas shopping with your wife, and then instead you're inside all day watching football. Yeah, the classic yeah. American. I tradition. watched. I watched um, last weekend. Did you guys watch any FCS? I saw the Montana win, and I think they're going all the way. Oh, oh. yeah! So that was that was a hell of a game, and I think this week it's and DSU is playing at Montana yep. in Missoula on Saturday at four thirty, ESPN two, and then um, on Friday we got Albany at South Dakota State um, at seven p.m., which. I think we're going to have an NDSU-SDSU matchup again. Um, NDSU's coach, Matt so. Entz. NDSU's coach just went to, to U- USC to be the linebacker's coach, which I, was questionable. Be, it just didn't make – that move, I, I don't get it at all. They had but, defense at USC? Well, they, they, they must did. be now. I mean um, – Oh, yeah, now. Yeah. I also think – Montana, Idaho, North Dakota State, South Dakota State. Those four schools, I think they're going to come up and join the Mountain West here soon, pretty soon. Just watching them play, especially NDSU and South Dakota State. It's like these they're they're probably better than JMU. I don't know what you guys think, but That's kind of wild. I don't think they're better than JMU. I mean, historically, well, no. yes. JM, JMU wasn't beating NDSU. They right. kept losing to NDSU before they left the FCS. I mean, don't get me wrong. I really want some of these squads to jump up, and I really do think they can take the holes that are going to be left by some of these conference realignments. But I'm not ready to put them on the, like, oh, they're going to beat a lot of these Group 5 schools right away talent. So, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think really South Dakota State and North Dakota State are teams that could come up and compete immediately. I think, I think the rest of those four schools, I would like S, SIU and Youngstown in the MAC, and then I would probably say because Delaware's already coming up to conference yep. USA. I know Missouri State has is get last year were was getting in the process of getting prepared to get the move up. 
So um, I don't. So Ben Jazzy said, I don't think that they can compete right away. I think they can win one-off games, right? But to have to go through a, you know, a conference schedule eight games in a row of teams that are better than them, it's going to really take its toll. Yeah, I think. I do think in the next probably two to three years, I think the group of five is going to kind of merge with some of these FCS schools. And that's going to become the next, the G5. I agree with that. I'm looking <laughs> yeah. forward to it. I'm looking yeah, forward I to it. I'm cool. yep. and, and we'll talk about that in the, uh, you know, in the off season. But speaking of the off season, let's recap the regular season. You know, uh, many things to talk about here. You know, the winners and losers from the season are Mac Heisman grading the seasons. You know, how did we do, do betting all the way up until week seven? And then, you know, the podcast kind of got shuffled up with, some people missing all that stuff. So we, honestly, we can just say that through the gambling, we uh, we we won a lot. Yeah, everything after week yeah, seven we was a winner. We just didn't write it down. I can't believe that. I forgot. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. You know, for our picks, I'm on my we, really, we we didn't win them all, but we actually were had pretty good records. Yeah, I mean, outside Connor, yeah. uh, <laughs> everyone else on the podcast, not going to name names, outside Connor, uh, had winning records on their picks. Um, I just we just didn't give very good preseason picks. Like we were dead wrong on a lot of things. Our, it's funny. Our top Benji's top three total destroyed Connor and I's top three total, but my outside top three total killed everyone else's not top three total. <laughs> the ones that I'm not confident about cashed in. The ones I am confident went broke. Um. Connor, your uh, your betting record through week six looks like what the Pistons should be right now with their record, but good thing you're not actually the Pistons' record because that'd be really sad. <laughs> you know what? It's funny. I went on one of the best gambling heaters I've been on in my life during that same period. It just wasn't on this. Maybe I should <laughs> do a basketball podcast or something. Hey, hey <laughs> it's, only, it's only a five point game at halftime, guys. It's hanging in there. Wait, they're not winning. They're only down by five. You're just I trying to lose by four, one, Justin. I, I, Ivy's played 14 minutes so far. Killian's only played 13. So yeah, that's so you a got, positive. You gotta get, no, you got to get Killian Hayes more looks. That's what your coach said. Uh, Sasser hasn't even entered the game, so that's great. Disappointing. <laughs> anyway, Kevin Knox has. <laughs> All right, so the winners and we'll start with winners and losers. And I think the winner of the year is Miami of Ohio, right? You know, our preseason predictions, we had them seven and five, eight and four finishing. Some of us had finishing fourth in the Mac. Some of us had them finishing third. None of us had them winning the Mac East and none of us had them winning the Mac overall. Um, we thought they would be a, a contender, but none of us really, I, I didn't feel like they were on the level of even like they didn't have the hype of even Eastern going right. into the season and after that miami florida game where they got killed but they beat i mean they beat their biggest rival and that's what turned the season around yeah and that's and that's what turned the season uh you know benji had them going eight and four had them losing to uh miami florida which they did had them losing to cincinnati they didn't uh had them losing to toledo which they did and had them losing to the Ohio Bobcats, which they didn't. I mean, everyone knows they went ten and two. Connor and I had them going seven and five. We, Connor, really, uh, you know, had 
had them losing to this uh, team that he really fell in love with early in the preseason, but we'll jump into that in, in a second here. But, you know, we can all agree that Miami of Ohio is the biggest winners. Absolutely. And just seeing, like, how much momentum they built, even after losing Brett Gabbert, they lost, obviously lost that game. They came out and they beat, they beat, Toledo's ass in that game. They did. It, it just didn't, didn't seem close. Right. And so kudos to them. What a great year. Have a chance to win 12 games. That's right. pretty awesome. And we're going to segue into the uh, biggest loser. And uh, I think I'll let Connor, for whatever reason, I just have a feeling Connor can talk about the biggest loser of the year in the MAC for us. Yeah, the biggest loser, without a doubt, is Buffalo. Uh, I expected some great things from them after reading all the preseason stuff. Getting a little too hyped up, obviously. I expected a 9-3 and three season from them. So, obviously, they were going to lose to Toledo, right? Which, who doesn't lose Toledo? Uh, except they lost to a bunch of other teams, it turns out. And they went 3-9, and nine, so... Their season was a disaster. I thought bringing half the Rutgers team in would uh, help them out, but they're just going to transfer out, and it's going to be a disaster next year, too. Yeah. I I I I don't I wouldn't say that. I think Mo Linguist they, he might have pushed some of the, those guys out and said, "Hey, we're making changes." I would I would hope so after going three and nine. It just didn't. It, they got off to a, a horrible start and just never recovered. Um, he I I know Mo Linguist though was a hell of a recruiter, so I know in terms of that whole still be but. Just, just a really bad year. I, I wouldn't say he's on the hot seat going into next year, but I mean that program has been pretty consistent since Leipold. So, yeah, I mean I'm not saying he's on the hot seat, but they are definitely, without a doubt, the biggest losers of of the year because they should have they should have been in a bowl game. You know, yeah, they, they easily should have been in a bowl game. Um, you know, their win total from Vegas was six and a half. Uh, so even Vegas, you know, had them making a bowl game, and they didn't. And I want to say that, you know, Miami of Ohio, their win total was six and a half as well, but really seven because it was inflated at six and a half. But um, yeah, so it, it's funny that the biggest winner and biggest losers come from the MAC East. You know, um, I and you know what? I'll be. I hate saying this, but man, CMU, it just. The Connor Stallion stuff really derailed. That derail felt like it derailed this whole the whole season for them. It really did. Um, and you know, another it, yeah. It, I mean, you can't bubble, really say you can't really say that they're a big loser though. I mean, maybe to us because we're a little biased. But their win total was five and a half. They were supposed to be where they're at, and they they had. Well, Jim McElwain's never had back to back to back. Uh, yep, moving. The I was gonna post. save that. I was gonna save that one for for later in the off season, but yeah. That's get get the merch. Get the merch yeah. out right yeah. now. Jim McElwain's yeah. never had back yeah. to back. Yeah, I was also gonna say none of the coaches in the MAC have have uh, left or gotten fired yet. So I think <laughs> we know at this point what's going on. But there was. Rumors, I saw that level two violations might possibly uh, be on the horizon. Nice. Uh, awesome. I don't know what that kind of entails, uh, but as shark, um, is it shark the, who's the the Tark the shark? Sorry, 
he said uh, the NCAA will uh, punish like Kentucky or something by uh, giving like Cleveland State uh, something with like just punishes the the uh, big blue bloods by punishing the like Cleveland State. So I think we're gonna get the hammer. Um, I don't. I you know what that I. All for what uh, CMU if they want to bring Connor Stallions to help them beat Michigan State, <laughs> I love I I love that. I'm I think I'm, there I think Justin Spiro he's an MSU guy. He's been uh, posting some stuff ab- about CMU. He's triggered about it. Um, I've got a coworker that went to MSU that said he would like us to pay their money back uh, that they paid us for the game, and I said hey, not, not going to happen. And not happening. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, I'm gonna do one. I'm gonna hear your guys' opinion on this too. But we're gonna do an honorable, honorable mentions for a winner and a loser. And I think an honorable mention for a winner is Bowling Green. Yes, um, I agree. We, you know, we all had them collectively going below six wins. Uh, Benji and I had them at five and seven. Connor was a little harsher on them, going four and eight. Uh, and you know, the win total was only four and a half, and the over was plus money too. So Vegas really saw them only winning four games and they won seven. They, you know, they, they had a much better, much, and they almost beat Toledo too. in their big rivalry game too. They really could have had eight wins. Um, But I want to say that they're an honorable, honorable winner. Would you guys say that? Like second place winner? Um, I, cause I know, I remember reading the preseason magazines. Um, they were saying that the staff was kind of on the hot seat. They had got an extension the previous year, but it was kind of seeming like they were their seat was a little warm, uh, based because they they had made a bowl last year, but that was the first time under that staff. So I think they they had a pretty good year. Um, Connor Bazelak, I think he could come back. Connor, are you coming uh, back? Hope so. Yeah, you think okay. he'd come back. I think he's got a couple. Uh, he's got a COVID year, so I mean, he's got four more years of eligibility remaining, probably. Uh, and then I'd say another. I'd say an honorable loser, and this is, might be a little bit of a spicy one of you guys, but I just think because of the expectation we had of them, and they didn't fill it, is the Ohio Bobcats. You know, yeah. they. And you finish second. You know, they're going to get ten wins this year, which is great if they win their bowl game. But it was kind of a kind of a letdown year if you truly think about it because they they were almost the level of Toledo where it was MAC championship or bust and you know they lost the the biggest thing is is like we know how great Miami of Ohio is right but going to that Ohio Miami game you know Miami had their backup quarterback you're thinking Ohio there's not a chance they can lose this right you know you catch them you catch your biggest rival without their starting quarterback and at home, and you still lose. So it, it, everyone knew as soon as they lost that game that like the season was kind of over. So yeah. I, I wouldn't say they're a big loser, but I think they're the second biggest loser in the MAC. Connor, you agree I, with me on that? I would actually say Ball State. Um, I, I understand. I actually expected a worse record than Ohio ended up with. It's just that they didn't make the conference championship. And right? I think and that's why it's the biggest loser. Yeah. It's disappointing, but Ball State didn't even make a bowl game after getting the best running back in the MAC. And yeah. they pretty much wasted his talents and the talents of a lot of players, it felt like. 
So that's the one that points out to me as like, wow, you guys had it all. And you could have made some noise this year and been in a good bowl game for, you know, a Mac player. And nothing really happened out of it. And I'm I'm just really disappointed in that. I don't really know where they're gonna go from here. And I don't know. They they just stick out to me as another losing team this year. But yeah. on the other hand, small victories are pretty important in building things up. And I'm actually gonna give our rivals in Western Michigan, a little bit of credit here because yeah. I thought their season was going to be an absolute disaster. And at least they salvaged a couple of wins. No one expected that. Uh, good luck with the quarterback next year, I guess. So, <laughs> we'll talk so, about so, that too. so we had them at two wins. It, it was Western, hard to yeah. find teams that they could beat. Yeah. And it, it cannot. Yep. Yep. Anyways, <laughs> we're not going to go into that, Benji, because I know where you're trying to go. Um, so the next thing we're going to talk about is who do you think should have won if the MAC had its own Heisman Award? Who would you guys give it to? Daquan Finn, 100%. He had, he had the best year. Um, we'll get into this in a second, but it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Um, also think, you know, Brett Gabbert was off to a hell of a start. I think he would have had a chance to get the Heisman. Um, outside of those guys, I work was okay. Uh, Marcos Cooper just didn't really produce as much with Ball State. I don't know who would any other guys you guys think of? So, so I would have. I would have invited. Penny Boone? Penny Boone? Okay. I would have invited Penny Boone. I would have invited Daquan Fenn. I would have invited Brett Gabber. And I also would have invited, and this is just me, and I know it won't, wouldn't ever happen, but that whole damn Miami defense. Yeah. Um, the whole defense, the, the defense as a whole, I think, should have won the Heisman. I mean, I know you can't do that, right? It's the best player. But that was the most valuable unit in the, in the conference. I mean, they shut down Daquan Fenn and Penny Boone. They shut them down in the biggest game of the year. And, like, it, it was funny. When I was at that game, guys, anytime Boone got the ball, you know, the Toledo fans were, you know, Boone. It was cool. Except for the fact I only heard it five times because they shut him down. And, yeah, if I if there was a way I could give a MAC award or, the you know, the Heisman Award to something, to, like, a whole unit, it'd be that damn defense. Yeah, I uh, think is Penny Boone. Is he? Is he's got one more year? It looks like. Do you think he's going to go to the draft? Because he hasn't entered the portal. Connor, I expect him to stay. Actually, uh, okay. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be seeing him as a draft guy. To be honest with you, he he might end up rotating on some practice squads. But now he he should definitely stay in right now. Uh, his season was great, and I would give him the award if we were giving this out. Uh, Fourteen hundred yards, pretty pretty great season for anyone in any division of football. Yeah, but it's not. It's it's very Lou Nichols, right? I think there's a talent cap on this where he's not ready to play in the NFL. Maybe he continues his breakout next year, and that gets him into the late rounds. But out right now, yeah, not seeing it. Yeah, because I well, Lou after his like two thousand yard year. That was probably when he should have gone. Because I think he, co- he was couldn't. eligible. No. He couldn't. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Because he was a sophomore. He, 
that just sucks for him because he was played so well the year before and came back the next year and it just didn't go well. Um, it'll be interesting to see Penny Boone next year, though, if, especially if he stays, because I think those receivers are both coming back. But they don't get a quarterback, and we'll talk about that here shortly. Well, they'll find one from Detroit. They don't will. Worry. They will. Um, and then, you know, we talked about how we did betting, all that. So did we did, – did you guys see um, – the first team all Mac this year. Yeah. What's the comparison to the preseason? How'd they do? How did the, how did everything stack up Connor? There's definitely some differences, some significant differences, but you can kind of expect that. Um, O lines all over the place. Cause O line always is right. You never really know yeah. who's going to stick, but Rossi was still on there. And that was the dude I was talking about in the preseason of, Oh, I can pay him like 60 bucks and get him on the pod probably. Cause that's how NIL works. Right. Um, the the big differences that I see or I saw earlier was with the running backs, though. We didn't expect Penny Boone to even really be the starter for Toledo this year, and he was. And Ontario Brown got some hype, but that's not who we expected to be here. So, yeah, those are the biggest differences. Um, I guess on that note, I was actually a little bit surprised by some of these. Um, I'm sure people have seen it by now if they've looked through everything, but I was kind of shocked that they still put Rourke in there at second team. Uh, I wouldn't have had him on this list at all, and I thought Gabbard definitely deserved that over him. I think the fact that Gabbard didn't play the whole season, you know, that's it's it's one of those. How can you give, you know, no offense to Gabbard, right? But how can you give him the reward when he missed the last four games and the championship game? Like it's it's one of those kind of where you see how great Miami is without him, right? Because they just won the conference championship, so we know he's great. He's probably going to be the best quarterback coming back in the Mac next year but if you swapped Brett Gabbard out for I don't know Cole Snyder you know they probably still win the championship yeah they'd put this out before the, all the uh, championship <laughs> games but Snyder was the one who was omitted from this list who was oh, on I mean, there in the preseason no surprise I mean, there yeah it uh not a good year up in uh Buffalo yeah uh, um just just going over the list um, there's a lot of uh, Western NIU on the first and second team offenses. Um, Jerzoan Newton, I I thought he him and Sam had a chance to be first team All Mac receivers. And my guy Parker Parker got screwed. Um, he's only honorable mention. Come on, man. His name alone. Uh, he should. He he's my center. He's the <laughs> first first team. He's the leader. Insert the meme of. Of Terrell Owens talking about his quarterback. That's my quarterback, Benji. Yep, that's Benji's my center. Up. That's that's his center. <laughs> I I I I don't want a center unless he's sixty nine, and Owen wears. <laughs> yeah, uh, he can have one glove that he has for to snap the ball with. His other hand is just going to be t- is taped up with like <laughs> with like a rubber pad or like an elbow pad or or, or one of those like you know clubs <laughs> for his hand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, his face mask. His face mask has to have the bar down the middle too. Oh, I was gonna say his face mask should be the uh, uh, who's the one in the NFL that had like the the Bane mask. You guys know who I'm talking about. Oh right? yeah, Connor. The grid. Yeah, I, lo- but... I love the grid face mask. Yeah, I can't the believe they outlawed all of them. You can't have anything yeah. fun in the NFL. No fun league. The no yeah. fun league. Yeah. So, you know, those are 
those are the big topics, but I think the biggest topic, you know, we have to talk about. And, you know, we talked about a little bit in our preseason episode about how important the transfer portal is. This is the biggest year the transfer portal has ever been, I believe. Uh, I saw a stat, what, uh, Benji, what was the stat, 4,500 kids? 5,000? Yeah. Something like that? Some ridiculously big number of athletes are in the portal this year. And, you know, there's a stat that, you know, 40% of them aren't going to find a home. And, you know, it's, it's yeah. sad to say, but, you know, you try. The grass isn't always greener. But this is how big the transfer portal is in the MAC, for the MAC at least. You have Avion Smith, a MAC championship winning quarterback, transferring from Miami of Ohio. Jace Bauer, CMU starting quarterback. Austin Smith, which, by the way, sidebar, Mama Smith, if you were listening to this, you told me he wasn't going to transfer. I mean, I'm still hoping he comes back and he's just exploring his options. But you looked me in the no. face and said you weren't going to transfer. I'm sad. Uh, they just they got a transfer from uh, Minnesota named Drew Viedo. He's from Walt Lake, Michigan. Oh, so, so maybe that's why he had a transfer. He gone. He gone. Yeah. <laughs> He gone hours. Uh, Cole, Cole Schneider, Buffalo. Taysom Borgay, Western. Alamo from Kent State. And then Deion Jennings, freshman from Akron. And then the biggest one we kind of alluded to is uh, Daquan Finn from Toledo. You know, those and are Rourke. just... Can you say Rourke as oh, well? Oh, and Rourke. Sorry, yeah. And Rourke. Those are all just... And Rourke from, yeah, Ohio. Those are all just quarterbacks hitting the portal. Not... Linebackers, running backs, receivers, O linemen. That's just quarterbacks. You know, I named what four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys. There's nine starting quarterbacks pretty much from the MAC that are transferring. That's I, I that's unheard of. You know, I, I don't think any other conference has nine starting quarterbacks leaving. And yeah. like I said, that's just those are just quarterbacks. You know, let's spend a few minutes, you know, give our opinions again on the portal alone and then jump into which out of these names is the most important? But before we do that, Connor and Benji, give me some standout names that I missed. Um, you got them pr- pretty much. I see Van Gura and O'Shawn Allison from Ohio, Miles Cross from Ohio, were names that uh, stood out. Also, I uh, Sean Dolak from Buffalo. He was for first team preseason All Mac. Um, then uh, Jeremiah Caldwell. I saw his name in the portal. I. So I remember he was a three-star uh, safety from Belleville. There's some drama with the Belleville head coach, I remember. And um, he committed to to Kentucky. Um, then signing day, he didn't sign. He committed, committed to Louisville, went to Louisville. Uh, the, after the year, entered the portal, went to Miami. And now he's in the portal again. Just like he, he's – there's those type of guys in the portal that those are the guys that I feel like don't come out out of it, especially. Um, it, I'll just Connor. Do you have any any other names I missed that are guys that stood out? Ah, oh, you can keep rolling. Yeah, I think <laughs> if you want it for in just in terms of the portal, yeah, every year it seems like it just gets wilder and wilder. Um, Honestly, going through the, the uh, list of the Mac guys that entered for each school was absolutely depressing. Uh, it's it's good. It like it was good, cool to see because Curtis Rourke and Quan Finn, like Curtis Rourke was a two star, 
79 grade coming out of uh, high school in Canada. He's now a four-star with a 90 grade. Daquan Thin, a three-star, 88. He's now a four-star, 91. There's all these guys. There's there's tam- a lot of talent in the MAC still, but you feel like there needs to be something that comes uh, because right now it's just open season. Really, that's what it is. And it feels like long-term, this is just going to dilute the talent further and further in the G5. I don't what What do you guys think about that? Well, I was going to say, Connor, you go if you have any extra big names, like on defense or anything like that, that we missed. And then I'll let you go with your opinion, too. Not too much that I would add. Uh, I will highlight Bengura from Ohio that was mentioned. Uh, that guy still has a lot of gas in the tank. I, I'm really excited to yeah. see where he ends up. Uh, outside of that, transfer portal in general, I like it because it gives freedom to players. I just want to limit it a little bit more. Yes, uh, I really absolutely. would only like to see one transfer before you are a graduate, and then once you transfer, you can get one more graduate year. That's it. Uh, I do think this is going to get a lot better once the COVID years and all the extra years go away. Yes. Uh, Because no one should be playing more than five years out of school. Yeah. Even that seems like pushing it. Like, go ahead and be scout team and then play four. Yeah. The old way. I think think going on that point, like seeing um, Dylan Gabriel going to Oregon and the kid from Oregon who was a four-star who's waiting his time is getting kicked out, uh, has to enter the portal. It's like those... I, I all the credit in the world to Dylan Gabriel because he's he's it's given to him, but like he shouldn't be allowed to keep playing. I think those it's that's going to be a problem eventually in terms of the high school prospects right now that are coming in, um, with because a lot of these quarterbacks are just entering two and three, one and two times, sometimes three, and instead of even going to the NFL or trying to see if, if you're going to be a late round pick. So what, so I, I agree kind of with what you said about you should get one for your first four years and then grad transfer, you get a second. I think you should have a stipulation on there too. If your coach leaves, then you can have like a, you know, like get a waiver, like, Oh, I want to follow him. And I think that should be like a strictly, like you, you should, for example, like let's say I got recruited to go to Central and Jim McElwain, you know, got a promotion to go to Michigan State. Um, I should be allowed to follow Jim McElwain. But I should not, what I think should not happen is I, it shouldn't be, oh, he left. Now I go to another school that really I had no business with, but the NIL money came in and said that. that that's just my thinking on it. Um, I have another idea too for you guys. And this might be a way to help salvage the talent in the g5 you know and, and i don't want to place it in because connor you're right about once the COVID year is done i think we'll be we won't see as many transfers you know it'll there'll be more stability but what do you think about the ncaa potentially making a cap on transfers into certain schools so for example you're a power five school you're georgia you only are allowed five transfers a year what do you guys think about that idea? I I I think there I know there's some, something similar for like first year head coaches because that's why Dion was a spectacle last year. I I feel like the the teams that really go all into the portal though, like Georgia's not going all into the portal. Those Alabama, 
the Michigans. Those type of teams are like using the portal selectively. I mean, in Colorado's all all of Colorado's offensive linemen. This new starting offensive lineman is all transfers. They're all transfers. Yeah, their whole and offensive gonna, line is off. So you're not going to get offensive line through the tra- transfer portal. Why? Well, well, I'm just saying they're all transfers. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Like you know. I, I wish there was a way you could like almost salary cap it. I mean, not obviously salary cap it, but like transfer cap it. Be like, hey, you can only get five total ones, and I think that would be able to, you know, it would show share more clarity with the transfer portal. Because right now, you know, all the names we mentioned, we don't know where any of them are going. You know, Connor, yeah. you, you mentioned that Jace Bauer got calls from what Iowa? Uh, got, what other schools? Uh, he got an offer from Washington State. So that's the trend right now with Bauer. That's what we know right now. I mean, that's, you know, that's it, right? Like, like that's all we know with Jace is that he got an offer from Washington State. But, you know, if Washington State, like, let's say Washington State filled up their five transfers, we know he isn't going to go there. And I think it opens up more clarity. And I think it's also would be a way to show these players, again, the grass isn't always greener. You know, like all the names I mentioned, you know, no offense to Avion Smith, but I don't know where he would go to start. You know, I would rather have Jace Bauer, Cole Snyder, Daquan Finn, Taysom Borgay, and Austin Smith over him. I would. And yeah, I think he's more of a guy who put his name in to see what the interest was because Gabbard's coming back um, and could come back to school. Right. Yeah. Can we start talking about some of these guys? Because that's yeah. 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 Go. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Yeah, so I just, so... I just, I just, I get really heated with the transfer portal because I just, yeah. I feel it takes a lot of talent from the MAC. And yeah, I, I, I do too. And I, I, it, it's kind of, it's very frustrating. I mean, um, yeah. It should though. Uh, if you can play at a bigger school, go do it. Use your for one sh- burn. You know. But that's what. But that's what I'm saying. Is the one burn, right? Yep, like, like I think that. that's the one thing we need to agree on. Is it should be one and done. Yeah, right. You get, you get yeah. one. I would totally find some sort of exception for coaches leaving, for head coaches leaving. Totally would be cool with that. And then once you graduate, you get one. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Daquan Finn too and Curtis Work they did their time in the MAC, so I don't blame them for. Have, it's like for them, it's one more year that they're gonna go. But they never transferred to, to begin with, so that's what I'm saying. Like, yes. yeah. Yeah, they're fine. Totally makes sense for them. That's exactly who should be in the portal. Yes. Right. Uh, and Avion Smith, right? So with him, uh, I don't mind him being in the portal at all because he's not going to be going to uh, FBS 1 school. Yeah, he got offers from Citadel, Alabama A&M, Charleston Southern, a bunch of other little schools out there. So uh wouldn't be surprised if one of those is where he ends up, to be honest with you. And I'm not saying that like it's a bad thing. Um, there's nothing wrong with going to smaller schools and especially Alabama A&M. I actually went by their uh, campus on a drive recently, so that's kind of cool to see them make a pop-up appearance on the pod. But yeah, if he can go there and he can play well, we've seen guys from FCS and D2 make the NFL now, so anything is possible. Totally cool. Go get your playing time. Um, What do you guys think? So for Daquan Finn, there are rumors that I saw Michigan-Ohio State betting – that Betty Nods had like the top pods. I I only know that Wisconsin's shown interest. Um, I could see that as a fit. I I thought Minnesota would be a good fit, but it looks like they uh, they already picked up a guy. Yep, they took the um, New Hampshire guy who ripped apart Central's yeah, defense. Yeah. So yep, good good for them. Yeah. So I like 
I don't see I haven't heard a thing about him with Michigan. Um does it mean that it's not out there? But I feel like because he's a Detroit kid, I feel like we know something by now. Um because I, I know he has a relationship with Devin Gardner and uh Denard Robinson. But yeah, that and then Rourke, I've been looking on twenty four seven to see if there are like any articles or anything, but there's nothing on what he's looking at. Yeah, the rumors actually were with Rourke was NFL, uh, as opposed to actually transferring. But that was only limited stuff earlier today. That's so, tough because it's a deep, it's a deep quarterback class this exactly. year in the NFL. So it's it's I don't know how well that would work, but again, you know what what school would be, you know. I, I, th- there's no rumors of what school he's going to go to. So, yep. And Cincinnati, uh, I think, was an option for both, and they picked up uh, Soresby from Indiana. Yeah, Cincinnati was actually the one that initially on that betting list that released that I thought Finn had a shot at, and I was like, yeah. "That's a good fit. I kind of like that." Uh, the Michigan, the Michigan being the leader, still blown my mind. I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't, about that. And like I said, I haven't heard heard or seen anything on message boards or anything that even like mentioned has mentioned him yet and i feel like we would by now um because they've already had guys who are weekend and guys are taking visits um it's still weird that so and connie you said jace bauer got offered from washington state yep that's the oh. only one that i know of with jace um, I'm sure he's got some other visits and stuff, but yeah, Washington State was the only one that offered. Anything from Austin Smith? Probably just a feeler. And the fact that, um, you, Benji, you said Easton got a Minnesota transfer? Uh, yes. Vioto, he played for Wald Lake. Let's go okay. Wald Lake. There so, was uh, nothing on Austin Smith from when I looked, because I was kind of looking of like, oh, is he going to go back to one of the Georgia schools or something like that? Nothing on that. Cole Snyder is the one where there's been a lot of news on. Um, well, so, in my opinion, my opinion, Cole Snyder better learn Canadian, buddy. Well, he's got <laughs> offers from Vandy, which is where I'd expect him to go. But he's visiting Syracuse uh, this weekend. Oh, go yeah. Vandy, man! If I'm Cole Snyder, take me to Vanderbilt. Yeah, yep. he Nashville, also visited uh, SEC. Yep, he visited Rice too. So he's doing the tours, making all the social media posts. Good for him, I guess. It just feels weird. I just, yeah. I, th- and, you know, obviously not this past year, but last year he had a great year, right, to be preseason Mac. But this year just, I, I don't want to speak rudely, right, but he just didn't have a good year. I don't know, right, I feel like there's better options out there, right? He was, he's a solid pro-style quarterback. He just threw a lot of picks this year, and it was kind of a disaster. It leads into the downside of the portal, right, where – if you go on Twitter right now or X, whatever the fuck it's called now, <laughs> and you go through all the players who are in the portal and you start looking at them, you go past the quarterbacks and you look at a lot of these guys. Every single player's Twitter is like, hey, here's my film. I've got three years of eligibility left. I got four years of eligibility left, like Bourget does. That's his thing. He's like, hey, I've got all this eligibility. I don't know who's offering him. Like, right. The guy had preferred yeah. walk on at Arizona State. I don't know what the deal is now. Like, he, you didn't even get to play that much. Uh, it sucks. I think, I, think the, I, think, I was just about to say Taysom Borgay. That was going to be my next name, Connor, if you heard anything about it. Yeah, nothing. Absolutely nothing. 
I think a lot of times with the portal fan fan bases see a guy in and it's like a kid in the candy store like, oh we want him. But a lot of these guys they 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 just go and they don't the they're they're in there for a reason for a lot of these guys. Um right. that and also a lot of people don't realize that to a, a culture fit, right? Like do you uh, especially at the quarterback position to me, do you really want a quarterback like, I don't know, JT Daniels? Do you really want a JT Daniels on your team when, hey, if one year, if it's not up to his standard, he's gone? Like, I'd much rather have, unfortunately, I was going to say Taysom Borgay because before he transferred. But, you know, Connor, we talked about it with the Western Central game. I, You know, I called this, actually. I called this when they put in um um a wolf, right, from um Old Dominion, the grad transfer. I said, if they put him in, they're going to lose Taysom Borgay. Why would he want to stay if he lost his starting position to a grad transfer? At what point do we do coaches, and again, Connor, we saw this with the Western Central game. The, you know, he went all in on, Lance Taylor went all in on trying to win this year, as you should, but he lost Taysom Borgay in doing it. He lost all of them in the end. Right. Right, I mean, he mortgaged his future, it, it, theoretically, right? Theoretically mortgaged his quarterback future to win four games this year. Now, was that worth it? Maybe, who knows, right? You know, maybe he's building the culture and they get six wins next year and it's worth it. But on paper right now, I don't think it was worth it because, you know, I thought Taysom Borgay was going to be a, you, I, you know, if he comes back, sure. But I still think he could have been a great, I think he could have been a preseason All-Mac quarterback. Yeah, a lot of these guys, these especially the younger quarterbacks that get early playing time or their uh, blue chip recruits, it's I mean they they've been getting they'll get passed up by an older guy in the portal, and it kind of really screws them. Like I did, like with Oregon with Ty Thompson, um, that's just the really the downside, a major downside I, I have for the portal. Um, like just looking right now, and no offense to this guy, but like a Tyler Van Dyke for Miami, like I would want a guy like that. Like, right. right. So I just I don't know where like I don't know what the right answer is. Right. Like again, I would have rather started Taysom Borgay and try to win games with him and say, hey man, you're a freshman, you're gonna be our starter the next three years and build off that way. But you know. You know, Lance Taylor is seeing the nature of college football right now, and he can go, hey, I can go get a, you know, probably not a Quan Finn, but I can go get a Cole Schneider. You know, I can go get an Austin Smith. I can go, probably not Jace Bauer, but, you know, I can go get maybe another one of these Mac quarterbacks that are transferring or other quarterbacks that are transferring from across the country, and you don't have to rely on, you know, getting a three-star quarterback anymore in the Mac, right? Connor, like, who's the guy for CMU that you really like? That, that like, you know, when we were talking about Jace Bauer leaving – us as CMU fans, we didn't really bat an eye because of your guy. Yeah, so <laughs> that's actually a really good point because we look at rosters in the future and we're like, oh, hey, it doesn't matter. We have this guy and then they're going to end up transferring. So, uh, yeah, that's that's tough. Tyler Jefferson's the guy, by the way. Tyler I don't Jefferson, know why I was you. struggling to get his name. But, yeah, that's going to be our boy next year. Like, I'm not worried about anything For one else. year. I'm, we'll see. The rest are, of the you sure about, are, are you sure about that? 
No. I, bet he's <laughs> no. Be I think he'll be Is the guy. Bert, Bert hasn't entered the portal. No. That's that's a shocker. Maybe he's like actually going to be playing quarterback again. We'll see. Well, can this kid throw either? He's got similar <laughs> issues, but I'm going to ignore it. Because I, I know, I know, hey. I know he vi- visited. He visited Florida State, but they never offered him. Hey. So when you hey. compare hey. the uh, high school stats, times. yeah, when you compare the high school stats, you're like, oh, these are kind of similar, but. The film I like Jefferson more on. I'm just gonna ride with him anyway. Pain, um, pain, pain is what this I'm sounds gonna, like. I'm gonna double check because I know we had the other kid coming in from Florida that was look getting looked at by Miami, but hadn't gotten offered. So, um, Jaden Clayton still still committed. Yes, there we we'll go. See. Uh, we got two quarterbacks committed. Um, another one, Logan. Brody Chuck, he's from actually Mount Pleasant. Yeah, the local boy. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, so, but yeah. but but back to the transfer thing. You know, that's again it, it, with these plays. I I like it because they can see the writing on the wall. You know, you look at like I, not Quinn Ewers because Quinn Ewers is the probably the reason why the transfer portal is bad in my opinion because he just cashed in and then knew he was never going to play at Ohio State and all that, but. You know, Taysom Borgay, I love using him as an example because I think he could have been an all-MAC player. I know I keep saying that, but you go there, you commit to Western, you go, hey, they recruited me, I want to go there. And then you see them dipping into another, like, Connor, I want to ask you this question. If you were in Taysom Borgay's shoes and they were dipping in for another quarterback, wouldn't you kind of feel like, hey, like, they don't trust me? Uh, Yeah, honestly, you kind of put yourself – you've been put in a position where – the guy tried three different quarterbacks this year and you got subbed out after five games. Like I, why would I stick around? Right. Uh, right. unless there was conversation about like, Hey, we're going to work on these things and it's going to happen next year. You're the guy. If that conversation never happens, which why would it with the portal existing? Cause you could just go get someone else. I'm gone. I would leave too. Unless I had some actual ties to the school or was local. There's no way. Right. And I, and I think that's one thing that I hate about the portal is it is you don't you're not guaranteed to see these players for three four years. There's not as much of a loyalty to it. You know that's you, you look at NCAA fourteen right. We record you recruit these guys. You're gonna have them for four years at least, right? I'm curious how they're gonna do this new game and the transfer portal and the new game and all that. And I don't know. It just it, it really hurts because you kind of feel like. These these players that you like, you know, I I like Jace Bauer. You know, I'm always going to consider Jace Bauer a Chippewa. You know, I'm always going to remember him against South Alabama. You know, when I talk about highlights of plays that I enjoyed or that I always remember, I'll always remember that Jace Bauer bomb against South Alabama. And yeah. it's just gonna it's just gonna be sad not to see him finish his career there. Yeah, and he's a guy. You know, this year I felt like he was coming on earlier in the year, but just didn't really progress like we thought he would to end the year um but uh, i would have loved to have him come back i think he would have been at least in the quarterback in the conversation i if not the starter going into spring and uh fall camp right so and that's i mean really don't have another proven guy either so I just, I almost wish that like the transfer portal would happen 
you know, like after spring practice, right? Because then that way you can get in, you can get the guys, you can have competition. Because right now it's just Jace Bauer is like, yeah, I wasn't going to win anyways. We don't know that, you know? Well, we we don't know if Jace Bauer is going to win the competition or not to be the starter. Now we do, right? I just I wish the timing of the of the portal wasn't as soon as the season ended. I wish it was more of yeah. a a hey, right after spring practice, right after the spring game. Okay, it's not working out. All right, go find something else so you can go do summer camps with them. Yeah, they they what they need to do is they the the portal should start after the the postseason. It's kind of wild that they're. You got the coaching carousel and then bowl prep and conference championship games a couple weeks ago. And then you're immediately starting uh, the portal is opening. So you can lose guys and then you need to get guys. And then, um, oh, oh yeah, Uh, the early signing day is coming up next Wednesday. So. It's just you gotta I, finish up those recruitments if you have any other recruitments. That's gotta be like a hundred hour work week for coaches. They get paid enough to do it. All right. I think you know, I think that's pretty much it for this episode. We've talked a lot. Um like I said, it was gonna be a deep episode because there was a lot of talk about with the rest of the season, you know, all the transfers. And we're gonna continue to talk about transfers the rest of the off season because, you know, we're gonna know more about where these players go if they do go like you know connor you brought up avion smith just putting out feelers jace bauer might go to washington state we don't know yet we don't know yet and we probably won't know until after bowl season but you didn't expect connor from the future at the end of this yeah it turns out that bauer's going to sam houston go figure i really didn't expect that but it's kind of an interesting fit so looking forward to seeing what he does against some similar competition with that I'm going to go ahead and close out the episode, which I've never done before. So this is it. This is your outro. I hope you enjoyed the episode and uh, bye.